Dive into real estate. What are you waiting for? Welcome to the Dive into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast, where you will learn some of the newest strategies and simple techniques to get into real estate investing. This podcast is about helping you take action and motivating you to dive into real estate for financial freedom. Now, your host, Cecil Rose. Welcome, guys, to another episode of Dive into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast. I'm your host, Cecil Rose. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in. Um, if you hadn't subscribed yet, we do come out every Monday. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitchers, uh, and a couple of other platforms. I Actually, I'll have the link uh, at the end of this podcast, so you can go ahead on and either subscribe or listen to the entire podcast in, it, in its entirety. So again, thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, also want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. I know with COVID-19 going on, uh, a lot of people will be limited, maybe on their traveling, spending time with their families. But as always, uh, just be thankful and grateful um, just for all the blessings and everything. I'm thankful for my family um, and just everything that uh, I have and to be alive and to be able to share with others, uh, whether it's content or either blessing someone with food. Um and helping other people because that's what it's all about, you know, giving back. But anyways, today I will be doing this podcast actually solo. And I wanted to do this podcast um, because, um, you know, this specific topic that I'll be talking about is something I think it applies to every last one of us as far as uh, those who are either real estate investors doing wholesaling or something like that. Uh, I think this applies to you. So. Um, what I've heard in uh, a lot of people ask, is wholesaling legal? Is it still legal? And right now, um, uh, Philadelphia or Pennsylvania, they have passed a law where uh, they are actually uh, banning or saying that wholesaling is illegal. Uh, and this is not actually the only state that uh, this has happened, but there are other states out there, I think Oregon, Illinois, um, Oklahoma, and now Philadelphia um, has came out with as far as talking about wholesaling. And a few podcasts, uh, earlier podcasts that I did, I was talking about uh, wholesaling short sales. And a lot of people think you can wholesale short sales, but I'll try to get more into it. Uh, as we get more into this article. But I wanted to actually talk about what is wholesaling. And again, I'm not an attorney. I'm not acting as an attorney. So please, as always, I advise you to always get with your local real estate attorney to go over either contracts. Don't take what I say and just go and do it. Please do your own due diligence. Don't say I told you to do this. Do your own due diligence and um, try to do your own work. Now, I do have a couple of courses out. You know, I got a simple uh, wholesale course, 101. I got a short sale course. I got a surplus funds course. Um, but again, you have to go to your local real estate attorney and take this information and apply it to what you're doing. So with wholesaling, we know, um, there are some pros and cons, and I, I'm a real estate agent, 
So I have to disclose that I'm a real estate agent. And uh, a lot of, um, if I do wholesaling, my wholesaling is, is disclosed. And mo most of my wholesaling is back-to-back -back closing. So, um, and I, I do now when I'm doing virtual wholesaling, like in other states or something like that, uh, whether it's uh, uh, Philadelphia or Chicago or any other state, I'm usually JVing um, with other wholesalers or other people and other investors in these areas, which can be done. But the thing is, what's happening is a lot of real estate agents. Um, uh, the way it's it's becoming real estate agents are saying that um, most wholesalers are not actually, uh, they don't own this property. So let's go over it. So uh, when you wholesale, when you put a contract under, or when you put a property under contract, it can be a bilateral contract between you and the seller. So, uh, if you're not, you're supposed to put some type of deposit, just like you write up a regular traditional contract. You have a deposit and pretty much you're saying now you have equitable interest in that contract. And with, with some contracts and being, you know, some people ask for a proof of funds, you can you can provide that. But with some people, they would take their contract and actually assign their contract to someone else. Um, so what what is happening is they're saying that most people who are wholesaling they don't own it they um they don't have title to it so they're not they're not in a position to resell it if they don't have title to it so uh so that's what has been going on now in chicago when this came in illinois when this came out uh they were saying that you actually have to have your real estate license so um, you couldn't broker or, or you couldn't have more or you couldn't close on more than one real estate deal. If you close one real estate deal, but the rest of your real estate deals, you actually had to have real estate license in order to do that. Now, this would be challenging for a lot of new investors who are trying to get into wholesaling. Um, I always advise people this. If you can get your real estate license, get it. You know, uh, it's always good to have on both sides, uh, whether you talking to a homeowner that is experiencing as far as a lot of things um, that they, you know, they may want retail value for their home. And uh, you're able to, 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 to do some type of CMA form because you being an experienced real estate agent, you can do that. But I say that because. Uh, and I know everybody don't want to get their real estate license. And I also know as a wholesaler, there are some deals that a real estate agent wouldn't want to list because of the condition of it. So there are some things that wholesalers are providing for homeowners that a lot of people don't understand or know about. And these are good things being an investor in a wholesaler. On the other hand, there may be some wholesalers out there that are taking advantage of people. So I wanted to just uh, quickly go over this article and um, that came out in, in Philly and uh, kind of just go over some of the things that they were uh, were talking about. So this is this is what what has actually came out. It says the new city law aims to crack down on real estate 
wholesalers seen as exploiting under-informed property owners. Um, also, it says Philadelphia City Council unanimously passed legislation Thursday cracking down on quick-moving real estate uh, intermediaries known as wholesalers who are seen by some as exploiting under-informed property owners and neighborhoods were rapidly accelerating land values. So um, do a lot of real estate agents understand uh, what wholesaling is? Uh, a lot of them don't. I didn't when I started hearing about wholesaling. And um, I think what is happening is um, if you don't know what's going on and maybe a lot of, and it may be a lot of wholesalers that are not conducting business in a way that, uh, that they may be just taking advantage of people. And I always say, you shouldn't, you should never take advantage of a person um, regardless of how the situation is. You, you shouldn't do that because you make it actually uh, difficult for the next person that's trying to help that that homeowner, and um, and I think this is one thing that has happened. Um, you know, they say unanimously passed the legislation, so I don't think there was any other wholesalers that may have been present when this discussion may have had came out. So um, it also say under the law, such speculators who secure real estate for themselves with the aim of selling it for a property for a quick profit will be required to obtain a license and adhere to ethic constraints similar to those binding state accredited real estate agents. So right there is just telling you now you have to, if you are doing it, you have to have a real estate license depending on how you're conducting your business. Again, a lot of this stuff really could be, um, uh, it could be uh, taken care of if you're doing back-to-back -back closing. Now, you have a lot of people that are what's called hoteling. They're buying a property. They're putting a little work into it, but they actually have title. They're paying cash for it, and then they put it back on the MLS, and then they resell it. I don't think it's anything wrong uh, with doing that. Um, and now, with this article, it's, it's out. You know, whether I disagree or agree on it, I'm just trying to keep everyone informed. And right here it says, licensed wholesalers would be barred, for example, from making false promises to sellers or misleading them about the value of their property. Now, most, most sellers that I speak to, if I see a property uh, that's off the market and maybe I am marketing, because we all form, people, we, we form as real estate agents and as a wholesaler, we always constantly form. We're trying to get that next property that's not on the market. Now, most people, most sellers already probably have had a value. To me, they already had a value. So um, I think with that being said, most wholesalers who have values, uh, I mean, most property owners who have values, they kind of know what they want for their property. Because when you ask them, They'll tell you to make them an offer uh, on a the property, make me an offer or something like that. So 
they some people already have a value in their mind and some people may t- ask you you know they don't have a value but um i think most people actually have a value of what they're looking for uh, also it said with this passage of the bill philadelphia will, will establish barrels expectation for wholesalers buying and selling homes in our communities uh the council member alan Dome. The legislation's lead sponsor who owns real estate interest made him known for a time as the condo king. Uh, it says that the law set to go is set to go in effect two months after passes is a response to those quickly profiting long disadvantaged neighborhoods where property values are often higher than owners realize. Now, a lot of these neighborhoods, believe it or not, wholesalers that I know. A lot of these neighborhoods, most of these homes cannot be listed. I don't even know real estate agents that will probably list the home. I talk to a lot of homeowners um, who may want to list it. They actually, they don't even want to list their own because they don't want to do the repairs. Um, I list the home all day. I wouldn't, <clears throat> I wouldn't turn the listing down, but I mean, most of these homeowners, they're in a position where they don't want to put any money in their pocket. So if you tell them, if you're trying to get the most for your property, or even if you're trying to list it, you're not going to get the whole because of the condition that is in. So I think that's one thing you 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 actually have to take into uh, consideration. Um, it also said Inquirer has reported on how wholesalers snap up real estate on cheap so they can resell it for big profits to developers without constraints that come with a real estate license. Among wholesalers, most frequent targets are heirs of deceased property owners. Now, they're basically talking about probate, secession, probably inheritance, and they say are often a generation or more removed from their late relative real estate, often unaware of these values the inquirer has reported. Now, now let me say this because you meet a lot of people who have, um, unfortunately, like I said, on one side, most wholesalers, they may unindate, uh, sending out a lot of letters, may call or whatever, and they're not properly uh, engaging with people. And then of course, yeah, for, for an elderly person, Man, do not take advantage of people out here just for for you to get a property or whatever. Um, and and basically, that's what a part of this article is saying. It seems like it's going after more and more people who are uh, old, elderly people. Now, a lot of these people, they don't want to have to deal with the property. You know, at the end of the day, nobody, most of the people you talk to, they probably, they don't want to have to deal with it. If they can sell it, they will get rid of it. But I know from what they're saying, a lot of these people they experience is they're being taken advantage of. And again, that may be on some inexperienced wholesalers, investors that are not really uh, taking their time, hearing these people's story and just really being fair with them as far as on uh, their property. Uh, it also say the industry is often most active in our cities, rapidly uh, gentrifying neighborhoods where longtime homeowners may not appreciate how much their home is worth out of town investors. Now, I'm going to kind of end it right here because uh, as far as the article, 
like I say, y'all look this article up, you know, kind of Google this or go to the Philadelphia uh, Inquirer. Um, but I say that because, um, you know, people ask me about even with wholesaling with short sales. And technically, well, not even technically, you can't wholesale a short sale um, because you don't own it. And then when you get an approval letter for a short sale, it's got to close in the person who actually is buying the property. So if you try to immediately resell a short sale, you can't. And then most of these short sale letters, they have the verbiage in them saying that you can't resell for 30, 60, 120 days or whatever. Now, are all lenders like that? I work with several lenders that have not been like that, that don't have that in their approval letter that that tells you that, you know, you can't um, uh, prevent you from immediately reselling the property. Now, when most people think when most people think about reselling the property, reselling the property, whether you put work in it, if you're trying to get retail, if I'm doing a rehab, most of my rehabs, if I'm selling it to a finance buyer, FHA, that's given the government, you still have to take title to that property for at least 120 days unless you're putting it in some type of land trust or you're doing some type of creative uh, lease to purchase. You're moving a person in, working it that way. But if you're reselling it and for a higher profit and uh, that person is getting along, you still gonna have to hold it. So I'm not saying this as a bad thing. I'm just saying you making you aware of this is what's going on. And um, there are ways you have to continue to grow. There's ways, there are ways you have to continue to, to educate yourself on what's going on. Now, to me, Back-to-back -back closing has probably been always the best way to do something. Back-to-back -back closing. Um, and then having funds set up. Some people are getting in this. They don't have any private funding. They don't have, uh, some people don't have hard money investors. Some people don't have lines of credit. Um, and I think these are things that are not being taught to people who are, trying to get into wholesaling. So you get in, you get in blind, and then you start trying to lock these contracts up, telling these homeowners that you are personally buying it, which you're not. Um, you're not buying them. You, if you're not going to buy this property, then it's not you. Then why put in or even present the homeowner and say that you're buying it? Just tell them, you know, you may be working with some investors and you, all you're doing is you're helping investors that are buying these deals. You know, uh, that to me, that sounds more, uh, more simple. It's more plain and straightforward where they understand it. But um, I wanted to just point that article out because I think a lot of people, and you know, in that article, they said if you are, if they do uh, catch you conducting more than one transaction yearly, uh, in Chicago, this was in Illinois, then they'll fine you 25,000. So this is, this is, it's, it's, 
is of several things I can say. The first thing is this. If you do close on some wholesale deals, if you can't get your real estate license, get your real estate license. Um, and, you know, I have to disclose a lot of things that I'm doing because I'm a real estate agent. And I disclose that and I let clients know. I have to disclose that on my marketing. I have to disclose that on, on what I do. But, um, you know, at the same time, uh, you have to understand we as investors, we are still trying to help other people. We helping people with solving problems. And uh, and as you solve problems, you have to continue to educate yourself on how to solve problems even better. And that's what all this is. In, in Philadelphia, they're not saying that you can't do wholesaling. They're just saying that there's a certain way you have to do it. And I think they even said, I think it's like $250 to get uh, your life, something like that, to get your license. Um, I was reading that part, so don't quote me on that. But is wholesaling legal? Uh, a lot of people are still doing wholesaling. A lot of people are still assigning that equitable interest. A lot of people are doing back-to-back closing. A lot of people are doing hoteling where they're buying it. They're taking title. Then they put a little money into it. Some people don't even put money into it. They just buy it, clean it probably a little bit, and then put it on the MLS and sell it that way. Um, you have to find your way of doing it in your market. And then attorneys are still closing on wholesale deals. So uh, most attorneys wouldn't close if they thought, that it was uh, illegal. And like I said, please check with your own attorney, educate yourself, inform, uh, you know, um, network with other investors and learn what's going on and stay relevant on what's changing because it's very important. So just thank you all for tuning in to this episode. Uh, I have a lot of other episodes coming again, coming up. Again, happy Thanksgiving to everyone and um, see you on the next podcast. Thank you for listening to the Dive Into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast at diveintorealestatefornewbies.com. 